Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday on this lovely October 3rd morning. Um, well, yeah, it's still morning if you're on the East Coast, but either way. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Woo, tired. But um, yeah, it's been a while, I think, since the Super Bowl that I had an opportunity to uh, to connect on uh, Pro Football Talk with you guys. But, you know, I want to make this a regular occurrence. We've had an interesting season up to this point. It has been some highlights, some lowlights, some <laughs> some interesting um, situations and, you know, some not so interesting situations. But all things aside, uh, we're about a quarter of the way done with the season. And it's still, you know, there's some teams that are kind of distancing themselves from the rest of the pack. But I think it's still a bit early to tell. Um, probably in about four more games, we will see, uh, what will transpire, um, with who's going to be the, the powerhouses and, um, you know, who's going to be looking forward to next year's draft. So we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. Um, but first I want to get started here on the San Francisco 49ers, the 49ers, my goodness, the 49ers. So... <laughs> You know, um, I can be honest with you. I've been a Niners fan for the longest time since the Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice era. Grew up idolizing Jerry Rice and Steve Young and, you know, even became a fan or even remained a fan throughout, you know, Terrell Lawrence and Jeff Garcia. But all things aside, it has been difficult to watch the Niners kind of fall from grace, then come back make a a bit of a resurgence with Jim Harbaugh and as a hit coach and then watching Harbaugh leave and um, watching Harbaugh leave and then having Tom Sula come in and and just watching that mess. And then Chip Kelly come in basically with a team that just didn't really have much talent outside of a few players Um, And now, you know, there was a lot of excitement. You know, people will say now because the team is 0-4, they will say, well, we didn't really expect this team to do much. But, you know, you you have to admit there's a lot of excitement around the hiring of John Lynch first. I mean, I I respect John Lynch so much, and I think he's a great football mind. And, you know, he really does understand the game. Um, and then bringing in Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, I think he's more of an offensive guy, not so much of a head coach per se, but these were really good hires. Um, the, the, the problem is I felt they dropped the ball when it came time to basically to secure a quarterback, you know, and secure a quarterback as in you could have kept Kaepernick. I mean, 
yes, you're you're running a new offense, you're installing new things, but at the same time, I've said this before. Kaepernick is a threat every time he's on the field. Even if he goes eight for 19, he may still have 65 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns that puts points on the boards for your team. It may be ugly at times. Yes, it may be ugly, but at the same time, he's creating plays, you know, and so he's giving your your team a chance to win on offense. Um, But I felt like they dropped the ball when it came down to drafting a quarterback or re-shining one that could come in and really give this Niners offense a spark. Um, One of the most staggering statistics that I I, I encountered was um, the fact that the 49er team last year, the first two games with Blaine Gabbert, scored more points than the Niners team this year in three or four games. And that is, that's kind of just ridiculous when you think about it. It is, um, it is beyond something that like, I never would have imagined when, especially Kyle Shanahan coming in, but, but here is the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is you need talent, no matter how great a coach you are. Even Bill Belichick struggled in Cleveland uh, back in the day and even with the New York Jets. If you don't have the talent to implement the schemes, you're not going to win games. And then the Niners are lacking in talent as far as the quarterback position. Carlos Hyde is a potential future all-pro back. Uh, Pierre Garçon is a really good receiver in his own right. And I mean, he's doing a really good job this year. Marquise Goodwin has that big playability. Uh, Trent Taylor is a good possession slot guy. And so the Niners have a few pieces in place. But if the quarterback spot is not where it needs to be and you don't have a guy who can create plays, you don't have a guy who can distribute the ball where it needs to be. And and most importantly, you don't have a guy that is not going to turn the ball over you're going to lose a lot of games. And we've watched that with San Francisco thus far this year going 0-4. And so I think what has to happen now, the coaching staff has to look at everything and say, is it time to put in our rookie to see what he has? Because if you don't do that and you wait too long, he may come in, play well two or three games, and then you decide, okay, this is our guy, but then he fumbles next year. Not fumbles, but stumbles next year. And then you don't. Uh, necessarily have a legitimate quarterback um, in place to try to make your team uh, to be a winner again. So I think, in my opinion, the Niners have to be aware of what the situation is at quarterback now. And I feel like put in C.J. Beathard, 182 out of 183 teams who've gone 0-4 have missed the playoffs. Only one, the 92 Chargers, have gotten to the playoffs. So this may be an opportunity to start looking towards next year, but I think you have to see what's already in house before you decide if you're going to draft a big name quarterback next year or go out and sign somebody that can come in and do well for you. So that's kind of what's going on in San Francisco. Moving down to South Beach, the Dolphins. So bringing up Colin Kaepernick again, the Dolphins had the opportunity early in 
um, training camp, actually before training camp, right when the free agency period started, to sign Colin Kaepernick or Robert Griffin III. Once again, not pure passers, not guys who are going to read coverages like a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees, but they are guys that present threats when they're on the football field. And that's what you need in the NFL. It doesn't matter if a guy can't throw for 300, 400 yards every game. If he can throw for 150 and rush for 60, 70, or 100, add a few touchdowns in there, not turn the ball over, complete a high percentage of his passes, you can win with a guy like that. The Dolphins just don't have an individual who can do that. And Jay Cutler, I want to be as politically correct as possible, but Jay Cutler is not the answer. Jay Cutler is not the the person who's going to step in for Ryan Tannehill and lift this team to another level, right? And he like he had a, a decent game against the Saints. He had a decent game against the Saints, completing twenty or twenty nine passes, but it was only for one hundred eighty six yards. So what this tells me is that he has these amazing receivers. Kenny Stills, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker. You throw the uh, tight end in with Julius Thomas, um, throw him in in the mix. And you got guys that can get down the field, that can catch the ball and make stuff happen. But Cutler is just not getting the ball to him. And the Dolphins are getting away from their bread and butter, which is Jay Ajayi. Wrote an article a couple weeks ago. Give the ball to the J train, predicate the offense off that, set Cutler up for what he does well, which is the play action pass, and you can start to win some games, you know. But they they're only they handed the ball off to him eleven times the previous week and then twelve times against the Saints, and it just you see the result. They got shut out. And so I don't know what's happening with the Dolphins brass, but something needs to unfold. Matt Moore gives you a better chance to get the ball downfield. I actually watched him play against the Patriots last year, and he did an amazing job as far as like getting the ball to his receivers and um, really opening up the field, allowing J.J. to uh, to have some of those running lanes to keep the defense on their toes a bit. So they got to get back to that. Adam Gase is a smart guy. He's a great coach. He knows that a change needs to happen because if not, the Dolphins are just going to continue to lose because the defense is still kind of finding their identity. We hadn't heard much out of Sue and Wake, you know, still waiting for those guys to get it going. And um, we just, you know, you're waiting for the Dolphins team to show up. That team that on paper is so doggone good, but it, it, it hadn't seemed to translate to the field yet. These guys have to kind of come alive. They've got to find a spark. They got to find a motivator to see, you know, what is it that's going to help them to um, what is it that's going to help them to to, to be able to 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 play, go out there, play well, and play hungry. I think that's the biggest thing that's been lacking is you don't see that hunger from that Dolphins defense like you once did. So I hope that they can. I hope that they can get it together. They got the Titans coming in, which is a a tough battle with uh, Marcus Mariota and uh, that two-headed running back spot with uh, DeMarco Murray and um, Derrick Henry. So you hope they can get it together, but something needs to change at the quarterback spot. 
And I feel like this would be a good time four games in to really start thinking about Matt Moore. Um, so we shall see. And finally, the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints started off rocky, started off at a place where it looked like it was going to be a repeat eight and eight season that we saw the last couple years. And the reason being because of the defense, the defense just really has given up so many points and it's been more or less the passing defense, not so much the, the run guys, but you know, you watch those first two games against new England and Minnesota. And I mean, you talk about a secondary that was just obliterated and picked apart. They found their stride now. And, you know, some may agree with me. Some may disagree. The addition of Ken Crawley at cornerback. I mean, you watch this guy play, and he has a bit of a swagger about him. He has an intensity that he brings to the game in his ball skills. He attacks the ball, and that's what you want. I've always talked about, you know, whenever I've had the chance to talk to uh, to cornerbacks and defensive players, especially defensive secondary, like you guys want to be ball hawks just as much as wide receivers are. You got to sniff it out. You got to find it. You got to got to be able to jump on it as an opportunity wherever you see the ball going. It's a lot like Earl Thomas. This guy's a super, super ball hawk. And that's the kind of guys you want back there, because those are the guys that are going to give you the game changing plays like um, Crowley had that interception in the third quarter against the Dolphins in the red zone. Guys that are going to go up and get the ball and not just falter on opportunities. He's made the most of his opportunities. And I think as Delvin Bro gets healthy and the Saints get more and more comfortable with the scheme and the new players, they're just going to get better. And that can only fare well because the offense, the offense has always been good. As long as Drew Brees is your quarterback, it doesn't matter who you have running out there, but the Saints have a lot of talent um, surrounding Breeze, especially Michael Thomas. And so um, just to talk about can't guard Mike a bit, as he calls himself, it's an amazing thing to watch this guy perform because he is by far, he looked like a five, six-year pro as a rookie. You look at a lot of his routes. You look at the separation he gets. You look at how he uses his hands and his feet, his body control for a guy his size. And to watch him just almost be like a chef cutting up a fine piece of cuisine on the field is just amazing. Like this guy has such a high football IQ and his instincts are his instincts are there. His instincts are on point to where him and Drew Brees are so in sync, and you can see Brees trusts him more than he does anybody else on the field, and he gets open. You know, they call him can't guard Mike for a reason because this guy gets open, and he really finds the um, an opportunity to give his quarterback a good chance to get him the ball, and it looks like he's not slowing down. So if he can continue to do that, the offense is going to roll, in addition to Alvin Kamara, that the, the, the amazing rookie who – is just basically contributing in the running game, contributing in the passing game, giving the Saints another option um, as opposed to the workhorse horse backs that they have in um, Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson. But Kamara has, has brought that element. He's a guy who can be a three-down back because he can, he can run it, he can um, move out of the backfield and catch passes, and 
after he gets the ball in his hands, he's super dynamic. So with the Saints, the great thing about them, the thing that will benefit them the most is the understanding that if they can keep up this balanced attack, this balanced football, where you're doing well on special teams, throwing Ted Ginn in the mix um, on the returns and like, you're playing great defense. You're making timely stops. You're you're winning the turnover battle. And then on offense, where you're not turning the ball over, but you're scoring points, this is going to be a team to reckon with in the NFC South and then the NFC period. It looks like they're coming alive at the right time, going into their bye week at 500, being able to figure out some things to seal some holes up and get ready to come back in a couple weeks. It'll be fun to watch to see how New Orleans starts to put it together as we go into the second quarter of the season. Um, But other than that, I look forward to see how these teams respond and how they come alive in the coming weeks, because it'll be interesting. It's uh, it's been an interesting season so far. It'll be even more interesting as you see teams kind of figure out their identities and fit into the characters of who they are. So I'm excited about watching it. I'm sure you are too. Be sure to join me on another episode of Pro Football Talk here really soon. Guys, thanks so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.